Let's open with prayer. My heavenly Father, I thank you. My heavenly Father, I thank you. Father, open our eyes that we can see. Open our ears that we can hear. Open our hearts like you did for Lydia, that we can attend unto the things which are spoken. Turn us from darkness to light, from the power of Satan unto you. And Father, I thank you for a spirit of grace on this meeting, a spirit of grace on all of us. And I ask this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Yesterday we had our meeting in South Bend. It was beautiful. It was really beautiful. The, um, God had me do it a little different way. We began with testimonies. Well, actually, we, we began with some praise. The dancers were dancing. The, the, South, the South Bend dancers got up and danced. We had a time of testimonies. All of them were great. I tell you what, there are people of faith at Water of Life. And God manifests his power. And they shared some of that yesterday. And then we, um, we had one special song. I spoke. And then God had me direct that we all prayed together. Uh, and that I would call up one at a time, those that raised their hand. And we would pray for them, those that needed prayer. We had some great testimonies of the power of God. But I'm only going to share two. One came up and they asked for a prayer, a certain thing. And I began to pray. I had them by my hands. And when I began to pray, they had a vision. And they saw two members of their family. Uh, two generations. And the minute they were looking at that vision, I spoke out of, the Spirit of God spoke out of my mouth. I break the power. Of this curse. Of the third, second, third, and fourth generation. And I mean the place lit up. It was so cool. God delivered them of a curse. That was in their family. And just I, I tell you the comfort. Of God showing her before I even prayed. What was happening. And, and God delivered. It was a powerful deliverance. Another it was interesting. Um, I just love the. I love how God handles things. Another came up, and I said, what, what do you need? And they said, uh, too many things to say. And I s hesitated for a minute listening to the Spirit of God in me, and the Spirit of God said, ask them what one thing you want. You know, blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the wayside begging and hollered out, Jesus, have mercy on me. Jesus brought him, Jesus had him come to him, and Jesus asked him. I mean, you'd think it was kind of obvious what he was looking for. But Jesus asked him, what do you desire? What one thing do you want? You know, and Bartimaeus said, that I might receive my sight. And Jesus gave it to him. He said, your faith made you whole. This person, I, I said, by the Spirit of God, I said, what is the one thing you want right now? And it was so cool. They, they, they said one word. And the Spirit of God in me said, I heard their prayer. I heard her prayer. That one word she spoke out, she wanted, God heard. I mean, it was, I knew God heard what she said. And 
we had other 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 miracles that happened. It was a very powerful meeting. And I expect the next to even be more powerful. This one was more powerful than the last one. I expect the one thing that God had us do was it wasn't just Kathy D praying. I said we are all going to pray for each other while we're doing this. I'll just direct it. And we were all praying. There was some powerful prayer going on in that room. And there was some powerful deliverance. Amen. I'm going to share some of the, uh, just a little bit of what I shared yesterday. The message I had, I'm not going to speak the whole thing. But I do want to bring this up. I do want to share this because it was a a real blessing to me. Uh, If you will go with me to Acts 2.23. There's a couple, there's a phrase in here I want to get to. It says, him, Jesus... This is the Apostle Paul speaking. Being delivered by the determinate counsel. That, that determinate counsel is God's deliberate plan. It says God, uh, the determinate counsel and foreknowledge of God. Everything that happened to Jesus was God's de- determinate plan. God had it all planned out. He had it planned out before the world was created. It was all set. You say, how could that be? Do you know God's understanding is infinite? Have you ever considered that word infinite? God's understanding is infinite. He had this all planned, the deliberate plan of bringing Jesus to the earth and Jesus going to the cross. And then I want you to go to um, John 5.19. John 5.19, it says, uh, Then answered Jesus and said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, The son can do nothing of himself. The son can do nothing of himself. The son of God can do nothing of himself. But what he seeth the father do. For what things soever he doeth, these also doeth the son likewise. Nothing Jesus did was Jesus' plan. Jesus didn't do anything but what the Father told him to do. You know, we are supposed to be in that same place. Talk about humility. Talk about humility. Jesus was with God, came out of God, came down to the earth, humbled himself, brought none of his heavenly powers with him, none of the glory he had, and became a seed of Abraham. Not Not a seed of Adam, before the fall, a seed of Abraham, after the fall. And here he is, can do nothing of himself. He's only going to do what the Father tells him to do, and the Father already has it planned out. The Father already has everything planned. You know, they couldn't help but obey the plan, the plan of God. They couldn't help it. Pilate tried to get it out, and, and he couldn't help it. He had to let Jesus be crucified. Why? It was the Father's determinate plan and foreknowledge to have Jesus go to the cross. Now, a beautiful verse when you consider that, when you look at that, is Luke 9.51. What a beautiful verse. What a wonderful Savior. What a humble man Jesus was. It says, Luke 9.51, And it came to pass, when the time was come, He had been walking on this earth ministering for three and a half years. And it says here, when the time was come. When the time was come. This is the very reason he came to earth. 
He spent three and a half years telling us how to walk. You know, you know what he said? He said, learn of me. Learn of me. Jesus from heaven said, learn of me. And you know what he said? I am meek and lowly in heart. The son of God said, learn that of me. Learn that of me. I am meek and lowly in heart. And now he's walking with his disciples. And the time was come. And it said that he should be received up. It's time to go to the cross. And it says he steadfastly set his face to go to Jerusalem. Isn't that beautiful? He steadfastly set his face. He says later on in John, he said, my soul is troubled. I don't want to do this. But he steadfastly set his face. It's time. It's time. We have been waiting for this since Adam fell. It is now time. What did Jesus bring with him to Jerusalem? I'm only going to go into one area. What was Jesus taking to Jerusalem? Well, he said he wasn't taking anything. Yes, he was. If you will go with me to Hebrews 10, verse 5. What was Jesus taking to Jerusalem? What he said fastly set his face to go. What was he taking with him? Hebrews 10, 5. Wherefore, when he cometh into the world, Jesus said, Sacrifice an offering thou wouldest not, but a body hast thou prepared me. A body. Can you catch that? Can you get that in your heart? A body thou hast prepared me. God had a body for Jesus. He didn't have one like this one in heaven. He had to have a human body, a seed of Abraham. It says, a body thou hast prepared me. You gave me the body that I was going to need to take to Jerusalem. That body was going to have flesh. That body was going to have blood. That body was going to have a soul of a man. The, the, the was it endemic nature? That soul of man, that sinful nature in his soul, that's what he had when he came to the earth. That's what God had prepared for him. You're going to walk in a man's body, with a man's soul, with a man's temptations. And when the time comes, you're going to take that body to Jerusalem. And that body, I want you to go with me to Isaiah 42. What about that body? The work between the Father and the Son is glorious. The love between the Father and the Son is glorious. The Father's determinate plan, Jesus was going to follow that plan. Jesus was going to do everything that the Father told him. He was going to obey even unto death, it says in Philippians. Isaiah 42, verse 1, Behold my servant. That's what God called his son. Behold my servant, whom I uphold. Look at that. The Father knew Jesus had to go to the cross to save us. He knew that our sins were going to have to be taken care of. They were going to have to be paid for if humanity was going to stay. 
and he prepared a body for Jesus and he upheld that body worked with Jesus made sure that that body was going to be ready for Jerusalem made sure that that body would not sin made sure upheld Jesus Jesus was going to have to be tempted with everything we are tempted with. Consider something you are tempted with. Jesus was tempted with the same thing. You say, oh, not that. Oh, yes, it says every point. That body, that soul, that sinful soul had to be tempted. And the Father upheld him. The deliberate plan, the Father upheld him. He was going to make sure when that body got to Jerusalem, it was a pure body without sin. That it would be the sacrifice that would finish sin in the human race. To put back what Adam took out. He made sure, upheld Jesus, that that body would be ready for the cross. That that blood would not have any sin in it. The body wouldn't have any sin in it. The soul wouldn't have any sin in it. He upheld Jesus. You know what the amazing thing is? He he upholds us in full belief. He won't let you fall if you keep your eyes on him. He will uphold you. He promised that in Romans 8. He said, I will uphold my servant. Have you ever gone through something awful, some major crisis, and you get to the other side, and you think, my God, how did I get through that? How did I even get through that? You were upheld. You were upheld. God is the same with us as he was with Jesus. He made sure that body Jesus was bringing to Israel, bringing to Jerusalem, was going to be ready. It was going to be perfect. It was going to finish what Adam started. Amen? And it says uh, in verse 2, it says, Behold my servant whom I uphold, mine elect in whom my soul delighteth. Why was he delighted in Jesus? Jesus tells us because he always did what the Father told him. The love between the Father and the Son. He said, I stay in my Father's love. I stay in it because I do everything he asked me to. It says, I have put my spirit upon him. He shall bring forth judgment to the Gentiles. To the Gentiles. That's us. Jesus just didn't die for the Jews. Jesus died for the Gentiles too. He came to bring judgment to the Gentiles. And that's not condemnation. That is taking away the sin of the world. As a, I love it. You know, John the Baptist knew all about this before anybody else did. John the Baptist understood. He said, behold the Lamb of God. He already knew Jesus was going to the cross. He said, which taketh away the sin of the world. John the Baptist knew why Jesus was coming to Jerusalem, although he was already in heaven. He had done his job. He was now sitting back and watching. It says, I have put my spirit upon him. He shall bring forth judgment to the Gentiles. He shall not cry, nor lift up, nor cause his voice to be heard in the street. A bruised reed shall he not break, and the smoking flax shall he not quench. She, uh, he shall bring forth judgment unto truth. Judgment unto truth. He was going to fill out the Father's plan. 
the Father's plan. Why? So we could be forgiven. So we could be justified. So all the consequences of our sins would be taken away. You know, a consequence of sin is sickness. A consequence of sin is disease. A consequence of sin is poverty. A consequence of sin is a whole bunch of curses. A consequence of sin is not being held in safety. Jesus was going to carry all that on that body he was bringing to Jerusalem. He was going to make the sacrifice that was needed from the foundation of the world. He was bringing it to Jerusalem. And you know how he entered it? He put that body on a donkey. All of Jerusalem saw and heard the sacrifice was coming. The body was coming. God's lamb was coming. God kept that lamb perfect for us. Because God wanted us free from all our sin. God wanted us free from all our sickness. God wants us free from all our disease. God wants us free from every spirit that torments us. God wanted us free. He wanted us free from poverty. Have you ever looked at what Jerusalem was like when Solomon was king? God was in control of Jerusalem when Solomon was king. They had so much money in Jerusalem when God was king, when God was in Solomon, that silver wasn't even worth anything. It was all gold. Why? Because God was there. God had control. God was with Solomon. As long as Solomon was with God, they were prosperous. Nobody bothered them. They were in health. It's when we got in rebellion that it went downhill. Amen? And I'll bring you something that God brought up yesterday. If you will look at, if you will look at, at uh, what is it, um, Second uh, Chronicles. If you'll read that book, you will see that, that any time that the kings were with God, they were protected. Nobody could get to them. They wouldn't even fight them. They stayed on the other side of the border. They would even bring all the males to Jerusalem to, to, for the law. You know how they had to go to Jerusalem, was it twice a year? They, they would all be in Jerusalem, and the enemies couldn't go over the border. If you were ever going to attack Israel, it's going to be when they're all in Jerusalem. They couldn't cross the border. Why? God was their God. As long as God was their God, they were protected. And as I said by the Spirit yesterday, at the same time that Ju Judea, Judah was being surrounded by their enemies, they were being starved to death. They were being killed by the sword. They were, they, were, they were being taken out of their land, all because of rebellion. All because of rebellion. They lost their land. They lost their children. Some of them had to eat their kids because they were in siege. All the people that died by the sword because of their rebellion. At that same time, the same time, off in Babylon, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. 
They weren't in rebellion. There was Daniel. He wasn't in rebellion. God was still their God. Do you know the same time he's killing all the Jews, he saved Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego from the fire? God is God, folks, and God does not change. We can go through this if God remains our God. And he will protect us. He protected Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They did not die with the rest of Judah. God kept them walking in the fire, hanging out with Jesus. And he protected Daniel, playing with all the kitties. Nice kitty. That is our God. You know what? Jesus paid for our security with that body he brought to Israel, to Jerusalem. He paid for our safety when he was put on the cross, when he put that body that he kept on the cross. He paid for our security. He paid for our safety. He paid for our prosperity. He paid for our health. He paid for everything on the cross that we would need to live a godly life just like they did in Solomon's day. The only blessed thing is we have God in us. We are the temple of God. He dwells in us. He talks to us. We speak heart to heart with God. We have the Holy Ghost in us. We are the temple of the Holy Ghost. Why? Because Jesus brought that body to put on the tree. And he did it through the Spirit. One last verse. I want us to go to um, Hebrews 9.14. I say this verse often, but there's so much in it. How much more shall the blood of Christ, he brought that blood with him to Jerusalem. That blood, it says, how much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit, it's time to go, Jesus. It's time to go, Jesus. He steadfastly set his face to go to Jerusalem. He was going to get that body on the cross. Who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God. That blood purge your conscience from dead works to serve the living God. He will not only forgive the sin with that blood. He will wash it and purge it from your conscience where you don't even remember that sin. It doesn't talk to you anymore. It has been purged with the blood that Jesus had in that body that he gave for us. What is it? The love, the greater love has no man than this. The man laid down his life for his friends. Jesus and the Father kept that body, that blood, that soul ready for our offering. And then he raised him and us from the dead. Amen? Let me hear from you. Email me at the letters kd at kdwol.com That's kd, Kathy Davidson, at kdwol.com And visit my website, 
to listen to the messages again or to download them free of charge at kdwol.com. Until next time, God bless.